if you ask a doctor, a doctor can tell you, if I broke her jaw, no way is she going on stage. You admit that you have slapped Tina before, but why, Ike? She would be walking around looking sad, with, uh, uh, looking sad with a lip drop, and I keep asking her, and what, what is the matter with you? What's wrong? And it's always <laughs> nothing. Yeah, uh, uh, and it would go on for a day or two till finally, why the f don't you? And, and then this is where I would slap her or something. Then she would change her mood or attitude or something. Yeah, I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile. I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile. Everyone that hit it on me then said it love me now. Everyone that hit it on me then said it love me now. I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile. I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile. Everyone that hit it on me then said it love me now. Everyone that hit it on me then said it love me now. Double pop Ferrari, I don't want for yo the next to me. I take my kitchen dipper and ranch without the celery. Bust some Cartier, I'm a skinny nigga front of town Crunching numbers, I ain't been no stomach crunches in a while I ain't Billy Blaze, I exercise my speed on interstate Be original, shit, yeah, I'm the nigga that they imitate MJ criminal, it's me when I'm walking in the thing Major P and saying through, ain't much to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile I don't speak to niggas, I don't beat the niggas, I just smile Everyone that hit it on me then, say they love me now Everyone that hit it on me then, say they love me now yeah, we are back. We are back once again with King Known Uncensored. No Music Fridays because we ain't got no new albums to talk about. None. None that I was interested in. And it looks like January is going to be dry unless someone sneaks in a surprise release. But um, before we get to anything, my prayers and thoughts go out to Boldy James, his family, Griselda, and his fans. Um, Monday, Bodie James was involved in a serious two-car accident in the Detroit metropolitan area. Um, Boldy arrived at the hospital in critical condition, suffering from a broken vertebrae in his neck and orthopedic injuries. After undergoing extensive surgery on his neck, Bobby has been removed. Boldy has been removed from the intensive care unit and is now in stable condition. Boldy and his family were like to express their gratitude to the incredible doctors and nurses that are taking care of them and also to the community's emergency medical personnel and first responders. Jesus Christ. Prayers and thoughts to him. Man. It could have been really bad. Could have been DOC-esque for that nigga, man. But hopefully he can be he'll be able to walk and talk man and that's what i'm that's what we're hoping and praying for here so that he can continue giving us some that dope ass real hip-hop that he he uh gives us you dig yeah but <laughs> we got a lot of lebron james news a lot of y'all not gonna like this portion of the show but <laughs> y'all need to uh chuck that sensitive shit up Allegedly, someone said that LeBron James said that he wants to finish his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. Cap. I mean, but then again, you know, there are signs that would indicate that he would want to. I mean, it's a very historic franchise. Number one. Number two, he signed an extension. Number two... It seems like he's very content with his situation, but at the same time, 
you know, the team is playing a lot better, but they're still 13th. <laughs> 13th. Right? But, man, do you guys know that this year LeBron James is shooting 8.7% from three, y'all? No wonder why on the betting list he was only good for 1.53s. My God, that's hideous. Everybody made fun of Russell Westbrook for doing the same thing when he first got to the Lakers last year. But nobody got the smoke for LeBron shooting 8.7% from three in the year of 2023. Got no fucking smoke. Let's talk about Thursday night's game, man. Lakers and the Mavericks. Because I watched this shit verbatim the whole entire game. And I'm going to tell you this. The Dallas Mavericks were not playing that well. The Mavericks did not play good, man. They just did not. They did not play well from the field. They did not. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. was on fire. Don't get me wrong. Spencer Dinwiddie in the second overtime, in the first overtime, in the fourth quarter, he showed up. He showed up to blow up. But unfortunately, though, I mean, fortunately for the Mavericks, they ended up winning the game, okay? But they barely won. And it took a lot of big shots from Luka Doncic to win that game in both overtimes, by the way. Like, closing out the fourth quarter, like, they were down three points, and then Luka Doncic just was clutch. I mean... Luca's a bad motherfucker. Easily a top five player, probably a top three player in today's league. I mean, he showed you why. Even when Dallas was not taking care of the ball, they usually do take care of the ball, but that game they had 16, 17 turnovers, which ain't going to cut it. But Luca and, Den- and Spencer Dinwiddie did everything that they could possible to close that game out. Meanwhile, LeBron James in the clutch missed every shot and or got it blocked by Christian Wood, who also had a big performance in that game. A lot of the Dallas Mavericks did show up. It wasn't like Luka was out there by himself playing basketball, playing one-on-five. No. Now, the first four quarters, they did run the same play with Luka. But in overtime, they kind of switched it up and let Dinwiddie run the play that Luka runs, which is basically, you know, Dinwiddie played the point so that he could find Luka when it's usually Luka that's at the point either looking for a shot or looking for a teammate. I can tell you this. It was physical. That game was hella physical. Probably one of the more physical games I've seen all year. So it's much respect to the Lakers and the Mavericks for playing a more physical, aggressive game. Yeah, shout out to them because of the simple fact that these dudes... 
came to play. Period, point blank. They came to play. Um, but LeBron not being clutch, man. It's, everybody talk about year 20 this, year 20 that. You're 20, and he's still not clutch. Like Christian Wood, who's not known as a shot blocker, blocked, blocked his shot twice. And then, you know, that last overtime, he shot a horrible three-pointer. He looked like Shaquille O'Neal shooting that shot. Like, that was a very horrible shot that Braun took at the end of the game. He could have just went to the basket. I mean, but maybe he was scared that Wood was going to block his shot again. See, you notice when LeBron plays a team with an elite shot blocker on it, he doesn't normally drive to the basket during crunch time. Because, you know, he's scared of what the media is going to say or scared of, you know, niggas like me and people who create content like me are going to say if he messes up. But what LeBron James needs to understand is no matter who you are, what level of player you are, you are not above criticism. And you can't avoid criticism. You're still going to get criticized no matter who you are and what level you play at, whether you're the 12th man or the motherfucking man. But I was just like, the Lakers had a chance to really put away the game, and they just couldn't close it out. And Russell Westbrook, he had a great performance, even though he was blowing a lot of layups. That shit was pissing me off. That shit had me yelling at the TV like, what the fuck? Come on, Russ, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that shit is sad. Like, <laughs> because Dallas did everything possible to give the Lakers the game. The referees were trying to do everything to give the Lakers the game, and they still lost. And I'm with Charles Barkley on this. Charles Barkley says, Why are we talking about the 13th seed? Why? I mean, we only talk about them because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the team. Like, if they were just nuck-nuck and ram-ram and ray-ray in them, motherfucker, we wouldn't be talking about this shit. They're a 13th seed, y'all. Are we talking about the Orlando Magic, who's the 13th seed in the uh, Eastern Conference? Not really. We talking about follow, but we ain't talking about the team as a whole. We ain't talking about them as a contender. We're not talking, you know, we're not talking like that bullshit like Shaq saying, oh, they, the Lakers are going to be, are going to uh, be a six seed. They're not going to be in the play Stop it, Shaq. They're barely going to make the play if that. And I, I don't even think they can make. They're gonna make the playoffs at the rate that they're going, even if Anthony Davis comes back, because the Western Conference is full of too many dogs. You got competition waiting down there. Look at the OKC Thunder right now. They are twenty and twenty-three, and they're doing this without Chet Holmgren. Kyle 
combination of uh, of Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy, like those guys are getting to it. Portland Trailblazers, who have been, you know, have won two out of their last ten, they can get hot at any time. You know, when you have hot shooting of Dame Lillard, hot shooting of Anthony Simons, hot shooting of Jeremy Grant, great post play from Joseph Nurkic. You got Phoenix down there. If Devin Booker or Chris Paul returns to the lineup, I feel like they can rise up the rank. That the Minnesota Timberwolves, I mean, if they can get their shit together, they could be a very good elite team. You got Utah Jazz, who's a team on the come up, the Clippers. Like, there's no way that the Lakers are going to make the real playoffs one through eight. Sorry, not sorry, but could they finish above 500? Yes, they can. I definitely do believe that they will finish above 500. Or at 500. They could finish 42, 40, 41, and 41. But as far as the playoffs, get the fuck out of here, dog. Stop it, Shaq. Stop with the foolery. And Shaq, one of my favorite players, arguably my favorite player, him and Kobe. But you but 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 nigga, you wrong. And you know you wrong. You're only doing this to be politically correct. Say what's on, on your heart and your mind. Them niggas are not good enough to make a deep playoff run. these losers um Giannis I'm sorry bro but I have to officially take your ass out of the uh, MVP conversation he's not top five for MVP right now he's making too many mistakes like let's look at Giannis Antetokounmpo like let me find this shit I know where to find it too it's on my homeboy page something within a five-second period. Giannis has been playing awful, awful, and I like Giannis, but at the same time, my nigga, you've been playing like shit. three games, Giannis Antetokounmpo has only averaged 13 points shooting 34% from the field. The question is, what is wrong with Giannis? Um, are teams figuring out his game? 
is this a slump that he'll eventually get up out of? Or is it a lack of aggression coming from his side? It's a definite cause for concern because the Milwaukee Bucks right now, their defense hasn't been so hot lately either. And they're known as an elite defensive team. But I don't think he should be in the MVP conversation. You know, he's set to miss two weeks with a undisclosed injury, yo. I, I haven't even, I don't even know what's, what the fuck's going on with him. Because I just heard that he's going to be out with another uh, another two weeks. I, I don't know. They haven't specified his injury. I guess I have to look up what his injury is as well. Because I haven't heard anything. It's a it's an alleged knee injury, a sore knee, and he's been listed as day to day. It's giving load management. <laughs> it's giving load management. I think Giannis is just fine. It's just the era that we live in. I mean, I seen Jokic miss a game recently because of the same thing. This ain't sad news, but this shit sucks. Freddie Gibbs says that he has no reason to squash his beef with Vinny the Butcher. And it's probably due to the fact that the beef got physical between the two. I mean, once something gets physical, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, squash the beef and for things uh, to be cordial and to be respectful. And it's a shame because I would have loved to hear her have heard an album with Freddie Gibbs and Biddy the Butcher. That would have been dope for hip hop. Part of me still uh, is hoping one day that they could get it together. I mean, shit, nigga. Eric Sermon set up uh, Parrish making dollars up to get robbed. And they ended up squashing their beef for the greater good. Fuck it. Damian Lillard scored 50 points on the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night. And, uh, uh, man, I think they lost that game. I think the Blazers ended up losing. Yeah, the Cavs ended up beating the uh, the Blazers that night. But, man, Damian Lillard is an underrated scorer. I don't think they talk about him enough when it comes down to, like, great scorers. And he feels that way, too. I mean, I feel like Dame should definitely be an all-star this year. I think he's had a solid year, statistically. His team is up and down, but I definitely believe the second half of the season they'll end up getting to get together. I still think that Portland needs to make one more move for a backup center. And a, a more solid backup center than Eubanks, like a, a, an eraser. I mean, I don't see why they just, uh, just won't 
call up Hassan Whiteside and bring him back to Portland. He was a hell of a backup for uh, Joseph Nurkic back in the day. Now, however, the Jazz and the Hawks have discussed the deal surrounding John Collins for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, reports Yahoo Sports. Utah has lobbied Atlanta for a first-round pick in addition to Collins to complete that framework. I mean, Atlanta wants to move him, and he's willing to move. I mean, I don't see why you don't get this deal done. I mean, Malik Beasley can definitely help the Atlanta Hawks off the bench, and Jared Vanderbilt is a, um, is a hell of a rebounder. Like, Vanderbilt can play. I think they should get it done. I think Atlanta should give that first round pick up. Even though the Jazz have enough first-round picks to, uh, I think the Jazz should really be giving them a first-round pick, if you want me to be honest with you. But if Atlanta wants to move them so bad, you get a couple of players that have, you get a six-man for sure in Beasley. You get a rebounder in Vanderbilt. I mean, that's not a bad deal. And the Jazz getting uh, John Collins would be dope. But who would be starting at center, though? That would be the only confusion with Collins come off the bench? Would he be playing center or would Markkinen be playing center? Who knows at this point? I think they're playing some small ball shit or they're starting Kessler. But Collins ain't coming off the bench. But I think Collins would be a decent pickup for the Jazz to um, actually move up in the standings. Because... The Jazz don't really have a lob threat. And Collins can do more than just catch lobs. He could, he's got a nice little jump shot, occasional three, underrated defense. I say why not? Matt McClung has accepted an invitation to be in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest at All-Star Weekend. He will be the first G League player ever to participate in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I think Matt McClung got a shot. I heard Shaden Sharp's going to be in the dunk contest. I heard Obi Toppin's going to uh, defend his title. That's what I heard from the streets. The fourth contestant has not been revealed yet. And we don't know if there's going to be multiple contestants here. We don't know if it's going to be six contestants or four. Kyle Korver is being promoted to the Atlanta Hawks assistant GM position. Shout out to Kyle Korver. You know, he was uh, he was once an Atlanta Hawk. <laughs> Until they traded him to the Cavaliers for absolutely nothing. Jordan Clarkson, we have finally found out why Clarkson has turned down two contract extensions 
from the Utah Jazz. You want to know why? The fucking question is answered because this nigga wants $20 million per year on his next contract. And it don't seems like it don't seem like Utah is showing showing him the money. I mean, the way that Clarkson is playing, I think they should pay him. But another question is, does Clarkson want to stay in Utah? I mean, I wouldn't stay in Utah if I was Jordan Clarkson. Who wants to stay in Utah? Especially if you're a black man or even a Filipino man. Like, you know what I mean? Jalen Brown could miss a week or two with an adductor strain. Um, that's a blow to the Celtics, but I think they could survive without Brown for a couple of weeks. Versus, you know. Um, how can I put this? Versus losing Jalen Brown for the season. The Celtics will be all right. This was a shocker to me. The Indiana Pacers are open to trading Chris Duarte. Really? Duarte seems like a solid player. I mean, he was a guy that, you know, was a fifth-year senior in college. Well, actually, no, not in college. I think, yeah, in college. Yeah, at um, Oregon. And he came out of college when he was 24 years old. I mean, Chris Duarte can score. He can play some ball, man. I think Indiana should keep him, in my opinion. But just because they're open to trading him don't mean that they will. The New York Knicks are closely monitoring Zach Levine's trade status. And the Knicks have been looking at him for a very long time. Now, if the Knicks could add Zach Levine to Brunson and Randall, they'll be a huge big three. I think, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I think it would be better than him, DeRozan, and, and Vucevic because they have underachieved as a trio because these are three former All-Stars. And Randall's a former All-Star, most improved player. And Brunson is trending towards all-star status as he's having a phenomenal monster year and definitely, possibly, could be a most improved player candidate. But adding Zach Levine to New York, I mean, yes, you would have to give up possibly maybe Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson even. Or... Derrick Rose, Evan Fournier. You'll have to give up guys like that to um, get a Zach Levine. But I think it will be worth it. 
Yeah. Or maybe even trading R.J. Barrett. I think they should. You know, maybe maybe an R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson thing going on. You never know. I think that would be a very uh, interesting deal that they could make. Because New York definitely has the assets and the pieces that they confront the Bulls. The Bulls are trying. The Bulls are stuck in the middle. They want to make the playoffs. But a part of them wants to rebuild. But Levine seems to be the only problem in the locker room. DeRozan and Vucevic are just fine. I mean, putting those Knicks players around the Bulls, I think that would be a good service to both rosters. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, man. He signs with Olympia Milan in Italy. So he's going to Italy to shoot 20 of 100 every game. <laughs> Good luck to him. He doesn't belong in the NBA, I tell you that. Sorry, not sorry. You know, you, you know, he, he's the White Howard status. The Nuggets own the Clippers. And if I'm the Denver Nuggets... I wouldn't want to be a number one seed. I'd want to be whatever seed ends up playing the Los Angeles Clippers because they have been beating them since the bubble. I know I don't respect the bubble and all that, but they're still beating the Clippers. I know Paul George didn't play, but that's no excuse. They are a good enough team to beat the Denver Nuggets. That shit crazy to me. Like, you can't beat them at all. Ennis Cantor, a.k.a. Ennis Freedom. Man, Turkey has a $500,000 bounty on his head. Yeah, he's been going through, through it, man. He's been a target because of his political views. I believe that's what that shit is about. That's fucked up. And, you know, Freedom feels like he's been blackballed by the NBA. He feels like his honest political views and his views on certain superstar players have gotten him blackballed out of the league. Last but totally not least, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Detroit Pistons have discussed the trade that was sent Bohan Bogdanovich and Nerlens Noel to the Los Angeles Fakers. Listen, man. I'm going to tell it to you as a Pistons fan. Nobody wants what the Fakers have to offer, especially for the only person on our team that averages 20 points per game. Second off, why do you want to help the Los Angeles Fakers so much? Why? I understand that they are one of the best franchises. I get it. But why would you want to help LeBron James that always begs for help and never wants wants to build the team the right way? Why would you want to help somebody like that? Bogdanovich has been doing well for us. And we he was doing so good 
the first four games of the season, we decided to extend his contract. Second, the Lakers have absolutely nothing to offer us but Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. You gonna give us one of them two for Bohan and, and Nerlens? Shit, we can send Bohan Bogdanovich and Nerlens Noel in a pick for Russ or Anthony Davis. What's up? If I was Troy Weaver, I would pull that card because no, I don't want Lonnie Walker the fourth. No, I don't want Austin Reeves. No, I don't want Troy Brown weak ass. No, I don't want washed up Pat Bev. No, I don't want Winyan Gabriel ugly ass. No, I don't want that shit. No, I don't want a 2027 and 2028 first round pick. And we don't want near second round picks either. So kiss my ass. That would be me if I was in Troy Weaver's chair. I'll take Russ. We'll gladly take Russell Westbrook. And purposely play him off the bench so that he can win six man of the year. I bet you... If Russ came here, his numbers would skyrocket. But anyway, that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored. No Music Fridays, and I'm gone.